0: And now, you're welcome to the OMN NBA Podcast. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown.
1: Foul, oh, foul. Inside, Tatum spins, and he puts it in. Here's Durant moving on Tucker. He turns, he shoots. Yes. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Oh, my Phoenix has the foul. That'll get a Okay, um, Merry Christmas to everybody where you are listening to this from. If you celebrate Christmas, of course, Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, well, Happy Holidays, whichever way it is. I feel a part of my people listening in Ghana. Uh, Jamie, people in New York, what do we tell them? Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, whichever one happy you want. Happy Christmas. I feel it's been for two months yeah it's been a while you yeah, know yeah, crazy it's been a wild, while. while, yo no. jj without today i don't have the other j it's it's just jamie here the other Jay is he went to you know it's christmas it's this december he's partying so he's no longer <clears throat> he's not available i think he's lost his voice either one or he's still sleeping <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, Business I, I mean if i was him i was still sleep because with the way his team is playing <laughs> 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 who, wouldn't, who wouldn't want to sleep it anyway. But yeah, anyways, guys, you're we welcome back. Oh, you mean this is another episode of the Women NBA podcast? Forgive us, guys, we're in the way. Um, not just because we don't want to record, but we're just trying to, you know, plan in for the new year 2023 and also give you guys some Christmas specials as well. So today, of course, I'm your host, Derek, and I'm doing this with Jamie all the way in New York. Jamie, how's the how's the weather like in New York?
0: Oh, up and down, cold
1: rains, but I
0: mean, it's cold, but it's not cold because the real cold is coming in January, so uh, we're still getting ready.
1: Okay, it's currently 31 degrees in Ghana, it's hot, like oh. Insane, but it what happened
0: to Hamataz, though? Because usually this... Bro, yeah, it, yeah the was school. the
1: same thing. I was actually talking about this with, with my mom the other time. She's like, why is this so hot? Because this isn't supposed to... be I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like,
0: We are not in normal times, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
1: it's crazy. We are, not, we are definitely not in normal times. Speaking of not being in normal times... The Golden State Warriors are not in normal times. They are struggling. They have a terrible away record. They are good at home. They have one of the best home records in the season, but on the road, they are playing horribly. They lost to the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers not long ago. They were beaten by Indiana, and it's just going to be a long um, road trip for them. But Jamie, starting, I mean, coming into the season, we did know that Warriors lost a huge core off their bench. That's Gary Payton, all the parties, you know, we've spoken about it, you know, all the time. The brought in bring guys like Jermichael Green, Dante Di Vincenzo, Anthony Lamb, you know, great, great guys. You were thinking, these guys are, you know, going to put up a fight. But it seems to not be the case. And I know it's not your team, but I mean, you have broad NBA knowledge. I mean, you watch almost every single game. What have you seen about the Warriors that is seriously different from the team they had last season?
0: But yeah, just just how just how you started. It's it's just it's just mostly the bench, and to even some extent the the, the starting lineup, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the on and off numbers, Steph on the floor and Steph off the floor is like night and day. One Steph is on the floor, and then one Steph leaves. It, it's like everything just flips on its head even with the start with the starting lineup and so it's like Steph is a team right now and so with Steph um, being out right now for like a couple of weeks with the shoulder injury the team is in a huge trouble if you ask me but mostly we talk about the bench and the bench it's true they lost a, a couple pieces that um, went with them on that championship run um last season and then they were banking on the younger guys to take that leap, you know, Jonathan Kuminga, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, all these guys. Um, to you know, take that step forward and then step into those roles. But as it stands now, it hasn't really worked out um pretty good. He sent James Wiseman down to the G League. And then he did a few things down there. Jonathan Kuminga fell out of the rotation. Moses Moody has been and out of the rotation. And then Jamaica Green hasn't been the Jamaica Green people knew from the Clippers or Denver. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, you know, he's been, you know, you know, terrific off the bench. And so he's been their main bench guy. And so now with Steph being out, if you put Jordan Poole in the starting lineup, it makes things even worse because your bench, you know, pivot is now also going. So you don't really have that bench scoring. And then mostly if if, if you, your starting lineup is not helping, it's your bench that's going to come up and then just help you either to, you know, maintain a league a, a lead that you have or at least hold the lead so you don't blow it. But most of the time the bench comes in and then it looks like it's it's the, the team gets well from the 92 dream team all the way to some YMCA um team playing somewhere uh in in in, in a corner somewhere. And so that's the problem the team is facing right now, that it's just Steph and then the rest of the team. And then don't forget, they've also lost. Uh, they've they've also lost uh, Andrew Wiggins for the past couple about six or seven games right now. Yeah, and so yeah. that kind of wing defense that we're getting from him, they're not getting it. That rebounding, they're not getting it. The scoring, they're not getting it from him. And then it's only Draymond. And Draymond has been on and off all season long. If you look at, you know, I I I, I was talking about how sort of disengaged he's been with the team since the whole poor thing happened. You don't really see Draymond like. We we used to see him, and so it's just a whole pl- plethora of issues that the, the team is facing right now. But um, it's a Golden the Warriors, right? You can't really bet against them. So if you have Steph, Clay, you know, Draymond on your team, good things could happen. But let's see.
1: Some some are actually suggesting that um, they are playing this way because it seems to be the last ride for the trio that's Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Uh, do you still think? Something could happen for three of them to still stay coming into next season, or this could probably be the last that we're seeing of that great trio.
0: Well, everything that has a beginning obviously has an end, right? Michael Jordan is no more playing. Scott Pierce is no more playing. <laughs> uh, obviously, LeBron is an iron man. He's he's a hundred years old he's still playing. But even <laughs> doing Wade and uh, you know uh, uh, Chris Bosh, all these guys are gone, right? So definitely, there's going to be a time where you go. And then usually you can see the end, you know, when it's approaching. And you can say this definitively the end, but, you know, sometimes it's not even just about your team, it's about the rest of the league. And if you look at how other teams in the league are ascending, you look at, you know, you look at what they saw with Boston last year, they are also plan to come back again, come put up a fight. You know, even out there in the West, there's like, you know, Pelicans that we'll, we'll talk about later in the show. There's um, Memphis, right? <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's Dallas, you know, all these guys, there's Phoenix. You know, teams are going through the motions, but there's teams that are also trying to, you know, make that push. And so if you're a team who's lacking in certain areas that you can't fix immediately, it becomes a problem because it looks like you're, you're, you're getting left behind. And so even though they've been together for long, they've achieved so much together, it looks like, that ship is sailing gradually, right? If you look at Clay, Clay, it's not Clay that we've always known. You know, usually when players get to that phase of their lives, you, you see them get some games where they are like they look like their old selves, and then all of a sudden they go back into the hole. That's what's happening with Clay. So you see him one night he has you know thirty points in a game, the next night he has eight points, yep. and then you see Draymond Green, and then he's fouling out in this game. And then he's committing some bad defensive, you know, uh, mistakes here and there. And then Steph is injured. Steph has been phenomenal this year, though. You know, having MVP level this season. But it's mostly because he has to do because without him, they can't do nothing. You get it. And so, um, if 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 you look at how things are going, you don't need you know a soothsayer to tell you. or You don't need to know rocket science to see that this this is is is. But it's not going to be like a free fall. People are expecting they are going to be around for a while before you know they eventually you know fizzle out, but it's, it's 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 coming, but I can't say it's this season.
1: Well, um, I think one of the one of the things I've, I've seen about the worst team is they're also struggling to find an identity of how to play with this new set of bench that they have, also one of the things that has really, really... I mean, it's been a problem ever since, I mean, even from last season, is the turnovers. And now, let's speaking of turnovers, let's actually look at Jordan Poole and the fact that there's been so many travel calls, you know, double dribbles, you know, that has been pretty much been called most of the time when he has the ball this season. Compared to last season, we didn't have much of the, those, you know, plays being called for double dribble or travel, but I think there was one particular game caught for a travel six times so do you think the NBA is being harsh or do you think it's it's just how the game should be played? Well I don't know what kind of meeting they had in the offseason but it looks
0: like (laughs) yo it's horrible man every single
1: play is a double it's it's
0: it's crazy and it looks like i don't know maybe i have to call adam silver and ask him yo did you put did you put a prize on (laughs) <laughs> which referee wins what if if they call the most travels? Because you know sometimes you're like, wait, what happened? Because somebody just turns around one, two, three, and they're like, oh, it's a travel. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, maybe it's something that they ignored for many many years, and so people are used to it, or maybe they're just getting a little too, uh, you know, uh, difficult. But um, it's it's and, and it's swinging the momentum in games a lot because. If, exactly if, if your team has you know two back-to-back travels and then the, the other the opposing team scores all, all said it's, it's a four point swing just for nothing just because of a travel you get it and so um you, you, you it maybe it's something that we would have or have to get used to or maybe um, um the, the referees are getting face but I must say though there's um this guy on Twitter what's the name? Uh, um, I, I can't remember his name, but I'm sure if you're an NBA player, you know him. He's been breaking down the kind of like illegal plays that players have been making, like exactly. the yep. the palming, the double dribbles, the carries, and all these things. Uh, he, it's something that he's also been doing, so you can't completely say maybe the referees are going crazy or something. It's probably something that um is is it's being um 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 clamped on because because the, the guy has been breaking down like travels and stuff like that. and a few days ago I saw him having a back and forth with KD on, on Twitter you get twitter so, really, yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's something that's you know kind of brewing i'm sure probably it's it's it's, it's something that's like you see last season they were talking about um this thing this with James Harden and Trayon and all these guys, um, the pump fix and then jumping into people to draw uh, free throws. And then the, the league managed to crack down on those. And then coming to this season, they also uh, managed to uh, clamp down on um, um, this um, take foul, transition take foul that people do. And then trying to penalize people who do that. And, uh, mm-hmm. So I think the league is, is just trying to make sure people do things the right way. But sometimes you might think the discretion of the referees. Uh, become a little too harsh, especially depending on who's playing. But if you look at goalies, sometimes the officiating is, you know, a little too much that they don't get the calls that they deserve and then get some calls that they never really deserved. But officiating this season has been crazy and then I don't know how things will go uh further down the line. But either we get used to it or they probably, you know, dial it back a little bit. So let's see how do, those things also happen go.
1: Well, it's it's just been a struggle. The Warriors are currently 11th um uh, on the on the on the Western Conference table. And it, it seems to be that um you know, things might change, things might not change. Steve Kerr, you know, also you know lost Mike Brown to the Sacramento Kings who are playing an amazing set of basketball. This right. This is the best uh, Sacramento Kings I've seen ever since DeMarcus Cousins, you know, sophomore year or you know, let's just say his third season in the NBA cuz like his. Yep, it's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> the Kings are currently fifth uh, on the Western Conference with a sixteen to twelve record. The Golden State were as well. the champions, are actually on a losing record with fourteen to six on um, their last forty-six in their last ten games. The Grizzlies, and it's
0: crazy. I it, see what I think about what is happening to Golden State. It's ridiculous because why are you playing so well at home and then That's you, that is my- you're so terrible on the road? Yes. How because if 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 you're terrible across board, that's easy to figure out. Like, oh yeah, we're terrible. So what's the problem? But you play so well when you're home, but then oh, so the moment you step out of the house, you're like, um, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, what should I do now? Uh, what well, should I make this pass? It's, Is this that it's because because the whole of from last season, I've been saying this over and over and over again that the league, um, Golden State Warriors are. Uh, Competing for championships and rebuilding at the same time. So, because uh, you know, thanks to that two-year hiatus, they got from you know Clay's injury and then uh, Steph breaking his hand some point. that's went to a Netflix training yeah. like train yeah. season and all that. They got those two high draft picks. Because of that, they have like a a, a, a young core that they are trying to bring up. So, and you know, if you're if, if you're playing for a championship, you're playing with the best of the best that we have. So you don't have a lot of time to develop the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Usually, mm-hmm. the high draft picks, they go to very bad teams where they can make all the mistakes they want, they in exactly. way, anyway, and then, you know, learn through their mistakes. But then if you're on a championship team, you don't get to do that because, man, you, can, you can't be having these turnovers when you're playing against a, a crazy team like Boston or you're playing against Milwaukee. You're going to pay for it, right? And so you're doing all these things at the same time. And you know very well that Inexperienced players are the ones who suffer most on the road. If, if if you go on the road, it takes the tough-minded ones to be able to withstand all these like hostile crowds and then the crazy things on the road, the emotional roller coaster they have to face on the road. So these young guys who are coming uh, in, into the rotation aren't really there yet. So they, they can't really contribute on that level. So once they're in the comfort of home, where everybody's going, let's go Warriors. Yeah, they feel the vibe, they're able to put up a few things here and there. Give Jordan put some baddies on the sidelines and then he's all of a sudden <laughs> he's he's he's, he's from Michael Jordan. And on the road, he doesn't see nobody. He's like, okay, well, what am I doing? And and then so I think it's something that they are going to have to play through. All of a, for, for some you can't just teach yourself out of it. You have to play through it. And then you you need some time. It's just not a flip, uh, sorry, a, a switch that you're going to flip. It's something that you'd have to walk through gradually. So maybe there their road problems will be solved, maybe. Uh, further along the line maybe into next season where you know they, they develop a mature more
1: yeah so so for people that don't understand this the warriors are twelve to two at home and they are two to fourteen on the road how do you lose just two at home and then lose and especially
0: that they lose to some very bad things too to be honest you lose to Charlotte you lose to Orlando you
1: lose to Detroit Detroit the Golden State Warriors, damn it. It's just something else, man. Because, you see, sometimes the rotation is, is incredible. You get people like Komeka coming off the bench with some good games, and then some terrible turnovers, and then you get Moses Moody doing the same thing. So, it's just in between, man. But, that's just by the way. And, uh Golden Day Warriors, we wish them the best. But, we still got to move it. We still got to keep the <laughs> and we still got to run offense on the other side of the team. Speaking of offense on the other side of the team, the Boston Celtics. What is happening with Celtics? I mean, Robert Williams just came back incredible, one of the best blockers that I've ever seen of basketball. Uh, ah, that's an incredible season, you No, know, At some point, was on top of the league, uh, you know, it's still is actually. I mean, Boston is uh the number one seed in the in, in the in the in the Western Eastern Conference, sorry, 2028. Uh, they lost. The, I mean, their last game, which we were talking about before this podcast, which was incredible to, to see because the Orlando Magic, it's not that you're not expecting Paolo Banquero and Wagner to become the prime Kobe. Of... <laughs> you, know the, you know, the crazy thing about that loss, you know, the crazy thing about that loss, the
0: Orlando Magic. So, we're talking about Goldie State being very bad on the road, right? What, two and, yes. yeah, and four teams coming into last night, they were one and 11 on the road. <laughs> And then they walk into the house of the best team in the league and then just smack them in the face. That's ridiculous. And then, and, and, and what this is crazy, but the Magic
1: have won their last
0: five games. Oh, yeah, because you know, Bankero was injured and then he came back. And then they're trying to find their, their young young team. And then Bobo, my guy, you know, (laughs) Bobo was. The, when Benyama before when Benyama, you get it. Before when exactly. Benyama, it was Bobo. Put some respect on his name. Oh, was crazy. I I I never understand why um never really played him. Maybe because of UK and all these guys, but he, he, he he's 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 balling. He's balling down in Orlando, so that's true.
1: But anyways, uh Boston Celtics. Um Blake Griffin was an addition. Uh, you know, just because Robert Williams was not really, you know coming in great. I mean, Robert Williams had to play through that leg injury during the finals. And I think, to me, that's one of the best things that have because how he played and the way he was actually good defensively and the interior defense was amazing, only to find out he was injured the whole time. But he's back. Uh, so, his first game back, did you see any improvement? Do you still think he needs time?
0: He looks, he looks good. He looks good. I mean, he's not limping around like he was in the finals or anything like that. But he needs he needs time to get used to it. And I think when he came in, um, when he came in last night, I think in his his first minutes in the game, the first things he had, he he had three fouls. I think he was trying to block everything, and then he was trying to stop everything. You know that whole adrenaline rush that you have. And so I think everything was moving too fast for him. At some point in the game, things slowed down for him. And after the game, he said he needed he, he just he just needed to catch one lob and dunk it for him to get back in, in rhythm and actually happened and he was looking pretty good so I mean it's not right it's just his first game back and so gradually he's just going to get reintegrated into the system he came off the bench and then he looked pretty okay you know but he'll be fine I'm, I'm not too worried about him mm,
1: okay Jason Tatum is in the MVP MV, I mean sorry MVP conversation uh... he's number one he's not just in the conversation he's number one right now <laughs>
0: Them. No, man. let's, no, let's be straight, bro. Let's be straight. <laughs> start, so if you want to talk about those in the conversation, you can talk about, oh, Zion, because he's good. <laughs> yeah. or this person, yeah, those, those guys are coming in the conversation. Those are in the conversation. But, yeah, but <laughs> the front runners, you talk about Tatum, you talk about Yanis, you talk about Luka. Yeah, now you can throw beat in there because
1: it's also been a monster in the past few games. Yeah, But go. Speaking about that, what do you think should be the best criteria to give out the NBA MVP award, should the should the, should the um the position of your team play a role, or should we just basically focus on numbers and the impacts that you had with your plus and minuses, your points per game, your rebounds, your position you play, and how best you play it? How do you think the MB, MVP conversation or the MVP should be handled in terms of giving out who is the winner? Well, I think
0: I think it should be. So it's not an individual sport, right? So exactly. Um, and as much as you put putting up numbers, you, your numbers should impact winning, right? So if you, we're talking about we're just talking about Steph Curry, we're talking about how his on and off numbers impact the team, you know, hugely. When he's off the team, everything just takes a nosedive, right? It's also one thing that you can talk about, but at the same time, too, you can talk about how being on the team. Uh, you know, makes other people, yeah. you know, better. It, it's it's going to be different, different metrics. But trust me, you can't really have a clear-cut, you know, definition of who an MVP should be. It's mostly discretionary. And think about those who vote, the media, you get it. And so if the media are voting for these things, <laughs> most of these media, people, I'm sorry, they don't even really know basketball. We listen to some of their talk and you're like, Are you for real, my guy? But (laughs) (laughs) but definitely, some things are you know some things are just simple logic, right? Individual performance, and then how much they impact winning. And if you look at if you look at the three top guys, if you look at Tatum, who plays like both sides of the ball, he can score, he can defend, he can rebound. I mean, he impacts winning so much. You look at how. He runs the bench unit for the Boston Celtics. He's very, 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 very efficient. If you look at Yanis, the same thing. He can take over the game at any time. He can play, the, can play defense. So, 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 much one of the best defensive players uh, in the league right now, in the past couple of years. And if I talk about Luka, Luka, you think about how much of <clears throat> an offensive that uh, he has to carry every year. Definitely, he's, he's not really a good defensive player. But if you look at how much of... Um, the load he has to carry night in, night out. Uh, mm-hmm. He can't do it and carry the defensive load as well. But that's one thing that people keep talking about when it comes to Dallas Mavericks, right? It's all about Luka. Just run everything everything through Luka, and then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's been their problem right now. So that's one goal that people could punch into the, um, the, 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 the Dallas Mavericks team, that, oh, he's doing everything because he's the only one who can do it. But yes, that's that's what makes him a good player because you can give it to anybody and then if they're not able to execute, they're not able to execute. It, but he's doing it and he's putting up monster numbers on teams ninety nine out putting up you know double digit assists, double digit uh, rebounds, triple doubles every now and then. So if you look at every player, especially in the top you know three to top five, you can outline like different different reasons why they should be MVP. But eventually, the teams that are going to have their winning record. Know, you know, in addition to the players' individual performance, is definitely going to win?
1: Oh, I believe... Uh, I actually feel the same, but you know what? We'll just keep it going because sometimes you just wish, like, the fans actually had a little say in, you know, picking up these things because the fans are actually paid to watch this game. Well, they, they get to pick for
0: all-star, all-star games, so I mean, let them All-star games, just for
1: the fan of it. But this is serious business, you know?
0: Yeah, but so now... So, I have this question for you, right? Mm-hmm. If today we, we decide that we're not going to let the media vote, who do you think should vote for the MVP? There might be a little bit of biasness when it comes to the fans, but... Life is full of biases. That's, that's clear-cut, Right? But if you decide, no, we don't like the media because the media uses narratives to... Because usually, if, 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 if you've run through a couple years now, and then you look at the MVP, the narrative starts from the beginning of the season. Oh, I think he's going to be an MVP. I think he's going to be... I think he's a top runner. And then that's how we go. And then the narrative keeps going and going. Because, you know, sometimes a narrative enters your head, and then it doesn't just change your mind, but it sometimes just draws your attention to Maybe the thing is right in front of you, but you can't really see until somebody actually draws your attention to it, right? So if you decide, let's take all these media guys around because we feel like they manipulate people or they just, you know, draw people into a a, a, a certain section. Okay, who should vote, right? Should we give back, should we let the, uh, the board of governors vote or should we put together a team of maybe the board of governors mixed with GMs and then coaches? How should we do it? what do you think do you have any idea what should should be
1: done you know what maybe you can't really really have a board of you know fans or anything like that but what i'm just trying to say is there could be a poll on um on the nba website like just like how we do for the all-star game you know just basically the same thing just give the fans maybe 10-15 percent of the of the voting uh percentage so that they can also share their thoughts because sometimes you know, these things come out and you're like, how was this player the MVP again? Because people still don't understand how Jokic was the MVP. He went and beat had a stellar season. But that's just another conversation. Let's just not sway back and forth. Over this. Mess. It's just uh, success. I mean, I really don't like scissors right now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, let's go back to the Western Conference and talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, I don't know if I should call it rivalry with the Phoenix Suns. So I don't know if I yeah. Call it- at this point, it is. At this point, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Because I don't know who came up with that unwritten rule of basketball that you can't, you know, put in a basket or do a dunk or layup or anything when your team is out big. You know, it's just one of those things. But the New Orleans Pelicans, at one point, had the best record, at least for some few days, weeks. They had the, the number one seed uh, in the Western Conference, and now they drop to number two. They have an 18 to 10 uh, record into the season. But, like I was asking you before, I we will have some here. Are these guys real threats, or just like the Phoenix Suns, their regular season winning team?
0: Well, being real threats, they'll show it in the postseason, right? Um, but they're really looking very, very, very good. I mean, if, if you really watched last season um, I mean the back half of last season going to the playoffs, you could really see it. Um, I mean once they made that um, uh, CJ McCollum trade, they had Larry Nance on the team and all these guys, and then Zion coming back. Last year they lost in the playoffs to Phoenix, but uh, they put up a fight. and so like it was obvious that once they got Zion back this year, healthy and then you know back in shape it was going to be a big, big problem for the team. Because mind you, they do all these right now without Brandon Ingram, who's probably maybe the second best player, right? And so um, they came into this season with a chip on their shoulder. Like, yes, last year we were almost there, but we couldn't do much because we didn't have Zion. This year we have Zion. And Zion is so healthy. He's happy. He's motivated. He's playing a very good basketball. He started off the season a little rough, but then gradually, you know, he's gotten into, you know, his groove. He's putting up monster numbers night in, night out. And so um, they, they're looking very good. And they should have the Celtics to tank uh, because the, the Celtics beat the heck out of Phoenix the other night. And then that was what gave New Orleans uh, the, the number one seed. But the Phoenix are also on the downward spiral in, in a couple um, games back. But um, New Orleans is doing very well. And then they they, they, they the, the kind of line up. They can afford to throw out there. They can... Decide to go with Larry Nance. Can decide to go with Ralph Jones. Jose Alvarado. The other night he scored about a million points. You get it. And so the the team is looking good. They enjoy playing with each other. They look like a happy team. They have the leadership of C J. McCollum. We can't ask for more. They just they just. I don't know if they need an extra piece to put them over the hump. But everything is going to show in the postseason how they match up. Because if you're the number one seed and for some reason Golden State five back up and then they're they're the eighth seed. So they are facing off Golden State in the first round. How are you going to, you know, fare against them? Let's see how that happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I think they're very, really, very solid team. They play good, like you said. They have great size, um, and also they have good shooters. With the CJ um, Alvarado was pretty, pretty nice. I think there was one meme where D'Angelo Russell was asking, "Can he shoot?" He was like, "Yes, I can shoot." <laughs> and he granted <laughs> granted post- Alvarado. <laughs> grant them over out of it but yeah i mean the pelicans are playing very well uh they have a really great uh home record they are 12-3 to three at home in 67 uh on uh, you know on the on the road and actually you know second in the western conference right now with one of the best record with 18 wins and 10 losses but now sitting on top of the western conference is the team that we're looking forward to their matchup on christmas day but i don't know there's no Steph Curry right now and probably might miss that game. So the Golden State Warriors versus Memphis Jesus. basically Memphis uses is now top of the Western Conference, uh, with a 19-9 record. They won their last seven games and they are nine to nine to one in their last 10. Pretty great team. And they've not had their best three. That's Desmond Bain, Jerry Jackson Jr., and Jam Moran played a single game this season, but they have one of the best records in the Western Conference. I don't want to jinx it, but, hey, Jimmy, is it is the time. Hey, Them boys look pretty good. <laughs> 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 they look good. They look good. They look Yo, good. They, they young, look good. They're young, and
0: they're motivated. That's that's the most important thing. They, exactly. they look good. Exactly. They look good. And not having even Desmond Bane. And then you've Jared met Jackson. Jackson for some time. Even Jamie some time also. And then you still look just pretty good. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, we're just going to miss that Christmas Day, you know, game, Memphis, and then go to see because Steph. is not going say, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it's, yeah. If, it's, if Steph is not playing, I mean, you know what it is. But yeah. I was look, really looking forward to it. It's going to be like primetime, eight p.m. Eastern. Um, but yeah, they look good. They look good, and they look like they can they can match up with everybody else in the league right now. And Jai's put on the show. He's a superstar. And Bane, jeez. He's 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 Jab, Jab Jab made a right call that yeah, the most improved player was should have been um Bane. But so like Bane, when he yeah. got from he took Bane's house, we need to give it to Bane. But Bane is looking very good and JJJ, oh my god, that's a three headed monster right there. You're looking good.
1: I mean, if you if you ask me, I've not I'm yet to watch a single game by the Memphis Grizzlies this season, but I oh they, look, they beat they beat the heck out of Milwaukee the other night.
0: Milwaukee lost about like by 40. They look good, yeah. like, they look good. That was <laughs> what I'm saying. I was like, good. yeah, they're I don't know how these guys
1: are playing, but how are you whooping the and Middleton who's back and Drew Holiday? And how how are they doing it? Like I was like, what is happening?
0: They play mental games. So they come into your house or they, 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 they see you in a game and they tell you, look, we are young, but we are better than you. And on any given night, we can match up to you boot for boot. That's just what they do. So it's the same thing that, so if you remember the back and forth they had with Dream 1 at the beginning of the season, they're like, yeah, you're the to say what else, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so we can match up with you boot for boot. If we have all our guys around, we can put up a fight. So what are you talking about? We'll see you around the block.
1: <laughs> <laughs> come Someone said they treat, they treat their team like a gang. Like, they, they just, yeah, they don't yeah, have options. Yeah,
0: But yeah. they're no, they afraid, they afraid of nobody. They're afraid of nobody. And that's that's the kind of mentality you have to keep if you want to meet. Because if 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 you made it to the NBA, you are one of the best of the best. You get it. And so you have to act like it. And you have to put in the work. You have to, you know, show out and you know, ball out. That's what they are doing. And I love it. I mean, I didn't like it in the beginning because I, I felt we were talking too much. I mean, because I mean you need to achieve something, you need to win something. I'm not saying win a championship, but you need some level of success to be able to talk that. But they didn't care. They were like, Yeah, we are young, but we don't
1: care. That's true. They're playing, definitely really, really solid. And and I think, I mean, it's interesting gonna see how you know when we when we get into the new year, that's January, you know, after after the you know, all-star game in February, that's when things you know really, really take a huge turn yeah, for most things. But for now, yeah. Yeah, for now they are playing. They are playing very, very solid uh, and some incredible. Are you watching any games this Christmas? Are you going to any games? No, no games. <laughs> no, no games. I'll be home watching everything on TV. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, we can't. I mean, we want to wrap up, but we can't. I want to end this conversation, or pretty much, you know, before we end this thing, I want to talk about one player that I think. He's been. I mean, he's not on the team that I like, but Grant Williams's offense just continues to grow, and it's incredible. The guy is shooting corner threes, spot up threes. He's just. What is happening with Grant Williams, and why can't he be a starter on the Boston Celtics team?
0: He can't be a starter for the Boston Celtics team because
1: they are stacked. <laughs> That's the
0: answer. The team is stacked, okay. and yeah. so. If they have all their guys healthy, you know, he starts sometimes based on the lineups, right? So if the opposing when Rob was out, um, if the opposing team was starting big, they would start him at the four. If mm-hmm. if the opposing team was starting, you know, like small, they would go Derek White. Go. Line up, I think yeah. that was one of the mistakes they made yesterday. I think they should have they should have because Orlando is very big, so they should have started with um Williams at the four and then Hoffer at the five. But anyway, I'm am not Joe Mazula so <laughs> But yeah, but he yeah he's evolved. You know, last last year last year his his, his shooting came right, but yeah. this season he's added so he's he's added some versatility to how you know he gets the shot right. So now he's doing like step backs, side steps, you know, hesses, and then driving to the basket, and then his handles are getting really good because once everybody knows you can shoot corner trees and all these things, like they put you on a scouting report. Oh, try to close out, Graham. Try to close out, and so now he's okay. You're trying to close out. Okay, I'm going to you know. Uh, do a pump fake or maybe like a hesie a sidestep or something like that and then catch you on that one so he's he's learning and he's developing and yeah I think so a few episodes ago we're talking about his extension and all that you'll get paid uh, this offseason whether by Celtics or they decide to let him go whatever happens but you get paid if he doesn't get paid by a boss, then somebody else is gonna pay him and probably overpay him so there's money in the league he'll be fine
1: yeah he's actually um leading the NBA in true shooting percentage with seventy-one point seven percent shooting, and you know he's just continuing That's to it. go. That's incredible. But one thing, one thing,
0: one thing that one thing that
1: he 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 needs to be careful with is um
0: his attitude when it comes to refereeing. You know, sometimes he complains a little too much. Yeah. I, I think he's been tossed out a few times. Like I think once this season, he's. He, sure. I, I think he gets like a technical almost every other game. Which, which, which is not a good thing to do. You don't, you don't want to get into the bad books of the referees. You just focus and play your game. And then once you get to that level, you start getting those scores that you're looking for. And so yesterday, um, uh, there was during the game there was this play where he went for a layup and then I think he got shoved by uh, Mobamba. And then when he fell, he got up all of a sudden. He was trying to go on, well, I and mean, then he just, you know, calmed down and got then to he check. went his winning. And, he, and he, he, no, he didn't get a kick. He, he didn't. He react. He Was close, to oh, okay, game, but he didn't, yeah. No, because mind you, our Arf- our Arf- Arf- had already been ejected, so he was just so it was just him and then, um, Cornette were like the real big men because Rob wasn't really playing much. And so, if he had been ejected, through that, that, was, that, that would have been do no further, you know, uh, tragic for the <laughs> team. So, he, he kept his cool, and then they went and then they checked, and then it was a flagrant one on Mobamba. Um, so, I mean, he managed to keep his cool in that game, which was cool. I hope he keeps it up.
1: That's true, that's true. But, I mean, I just wanted to point that out to everybody that's, you know, not basically paying attention to him, but he is actually being one of the best shooters in the NBA right now. Uh, playing, He actually played solid last season, but he's just, you know, continuing to improve uh, as a player yeah. this season. And I
0: mean, the no, the Brooklyn series, he was one of those who yep. took
1: on the defensive
0: assignment to get in front of Kevin Durant and then make things the call for him. And then that, you know, game seven, Versus Milwaukee, where he went off on them, just killed them from the three point line because they they, they they just refused to close out on him. So he's, he's doing fine. He'll be okay. He's just still learning. That's the most important thing. Once you get in the league, you get better every single year, and that's how you get paid.
1: Well, that's how you get paid, and that's how we will wrap up this episode of the Women NBA podcast with myself, Terry Ganobody. uh You can call me Drew, and my brother. All the way in New York City, he said he's not watching any games this Christmas. I don't know why, but uh. no, I've,
0: I've been I've been to two games already this season, so I think that's, that that should be enough for the for that the, be the calendar year. <laughs> we we'll, we'll talk about what happens in the next year. I, yeah, I, went to, yeah. I went to I went to um Brooklyn and Dallas. Um, myself and Jeff went that night. Luca yeah, was amazing. Yeah. It was it was it was spectacular seeing the uh, Luca do things. So, um, uh, you know, in in real time. And then I went to Brooklyn and Boston the other night too, which was a beautiful game. And so, yeah, I think for now, I'm okay. <laughs> I'll see what happens in <laughs> the coming months. Maybe, yeah, maybe some I mean, playoff games.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean on Christmas Day, uh, what, what game are you really looking for? I mean, you guys are playing symbols, right? Uh,
0: no, Milwaukee. No
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You're playing Milwaukee. Sorry, sorry. You're playing Milwaukee box. Yeah, yeah. Ten at ten p.m. At that ten p.m. Ghana time. Uh, what yeah, time I mean, is it over every here? Every single game, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Day is a game
0: for basketball for me. In the past exactly. couple years, I, I, I don't exactly. need it. I just wake up in the morning, you know, put something on fire, and then turn on the TV. Because, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because
1: for me, I'm, next... I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty much happy because my next people don't know. That. Only Jeff knows. I mean, only Jeff and Jamie know this, but next. It's one of the teams that I have love for and distress me. <laughs> yeah, but they're doing
0: good too. They're like in the 16th with the mean,
1: they hey, They're in now. Listen, we are sit on the conference. We are 16 to 13. You know, Randall is a... Randall plays like he wants to get paid. He doesn't want to get paid. I don't know why he's playing like that. Brunson has been good but you know what? It, it's, it's, been, it's still a bit of a bad season for the DM. It's good.
0: It's good. When yeah, when, yeah. when someone said when the Knicks are good, the NBA is good. So
1: Exactly. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to the OM NBA podcast. Of course, my name is Derek, you know that already, and my brother Jamie out the New York. We'll be coming your way with special episodes in Christmas time. Uh, there'll be a special episode on Christmas time with a bunch of people uh that you've not pretty much heard before on the show. But do make sure you follow the show on all social media platforms the, at the OMN NBA podcast on Twitter, and you can follow Jamie. Jamie, what's the handle? Um Daru James D A R E-A-L-J-A-Y-M-Z on Twitter and Instagram, Real James. Everywhere on Instagram and Twitter, the Real James. My account, uh, we'll put it out there later, but you can follow me on Instagram at k o b b y underscore B-O-A-D-I. It's been the OMN NBA Podcast. We'll be back with more episodes. Share this link and get people to listen to the best of basketball analysis that you've ever heard. We're out.
0: And now, you're welcome to the OMN NBA Podcast. <makes noise> They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry. Way down to. Bang! Bang! Inside.
1: him space. And he puts it in. Here's Durant moving on Tucker. He turns. He shoots. Yes. It's Lillard, He got the shot
0: off. has gone. Phoenix has the back.